and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals to help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being and finding ways to help. So, whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. This week I'm speaking to the lovely Georgia Willie about her hobby which is going to the gym, her interest in the Logotto Romagnolo and her top tips on grooming a double-coated breed. I have known Georgia almost as long as I have been competing. She is such a down-to-earth girl and someone I immediately warmed to when I first met her. Georgia has been grooming since she was 15 years old. She grew up around Akitas. She owns her own salon and she is a WOW grooming ambassador. She is commonly found out on the competition circuit with her Logotto Romagnolo pucker. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. Here we go. Hi Georgia, welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I always like talking to you. Um, <laughs> so could you sort of start by just introducing yourself and what sort of a salon you run and anything else you want to mention? Yeah, uh, my name's Georgia Willie. Um, I have a small salon with myself and I've got I've got four other lovely groomers that work for my shop now uh, oh. part time. They're all they're amazing. Love all the girls. I have got two Akitas, two American Akitas, and I've got a Logotto. They're my babies. I love them so yeah. much. And I'm 26. <laughs> love it. Brilliant. So I've got you on today because I like the idea of talking about what people do outside of work to help them sort of like switch off and just do something else. And I know yeah. that recently you've been getting right into your fitness. So I was yeah. going to ask you a bit about that. So yeah. what do you do and how long have you been doing it? So I've been going to the gym. I... I've been doing it for about five months now. I started in August last year. And at first I was just doing the cardio just to get myself into it. But now I'm really getting into like, like the weightlifting and and stuff like that. I just want to be strong. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's great. So what, what sort of made you start? What got you? Because sometimes I feel like I should go to the gym, but I just (laughs) put it off and put it off and put it off. So what made you actually go? So I went through a tough time personally um, and I needed something to focus on and get me out of the house. I wasn't moved, I wasn't getting out of the house and I was just going through a really bad d- depression basically mm-hmm. um, okay. and I was miserable with myself and my body and how I was and my bad eating habits and I just needed, I needed a bit of a pick me up and something yeah. to focus on and I needed some time to myself. Sure to get out the house so I just went to the gym once and then I went again and then again and then again and then it just went from there really was you like 
sort of nervous about going when you started and like yeah <laughs> what makes you stick with it yeah so I stuck with it because I've tried before and I failed every other time and I don't fail I'm not that person that it's not in me I just I like to su- succeed at everything I do and that was one thing I couldn't ever couldn't ever win with my brain was fitness okay even though I absolutely love love fitness as a kid I used to do judo and football and all the rest of it mm-hmm. but as I got into my adult life and I started working I was so focused on work that I, I left out my fitness. That sounds very similar to me with dancing going from a dance yeah. teacher doing 27 classes a week really enjoying it all the way from a kid up to like 25 and then I became a dog groomer and I literally have not danced since. When you come out of the salon you're just so tired and you're so mentally yeah. and physically drained that I think yeah. a lot of us think oh we could but like oh I really don't can't be bothered tonight I'll do it tomorrow so what what is it that gets you like out the door before it was really hard like you you kind of make yourself for the first mm-hmm. I'd say for the first three four weeks you make yourself go and then mm-hmm. after that you you fall in love with it you you see the same people I go the same time every day so I see the same people and although I don't know their names, you smile at each other because you think, well done, you're doing the exact yeah. same, you're on this journey. And and do you know what, it's actually the people that I've never even spoken to that keep me going mm-hmm. because I think, I wonder if they're going to think, why is she not there tonight? Because oh. she's on this journey as well. And yeah. we're kind of doing it together, although we don't know each other. It's really weird. And I, everyone that's there, I just think, good on you because I know how hard it is to start. It's that human connection, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, it's, like you say, just that little smile, just that, you know, eyes yeah. glancing across, like, just meeting each other's face. And the, it might be a bit like, oh, they're looking at me and I'm looking at them. That's weird. But at least it's like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like you're there and you're with people. And I've 100%. done it there. I've lived alone, worked alone. It can become really sort of like the walls are closing in on you. And it's like, oh, I need to get out and see someone. Sort of goes Tesco's for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? I'll buy something when I get there. Um, (laughs) Just get me out of the bloody house. Yeah, exactly. What have you noticed then, since you've been going to the gym, like both sort of mentally and physically, the change in you? So physically, I feel a lot stronger and fitter. Like I feel like I'm not running out of breath when I run upstairs or walking the dogs. Now I just, Mm -hmm. I don't feel out of breath and I know that I look leaner I don't look as bloated Uh, I'm not I'm not where I want to be but I'm on the road and there's like little things that you notice like Mm -hmm. even when you put your jeans on like I put my my jeans on the other day and I was like oh they're baggy around by my knees like it's it's really really strange little things that you don't notice every day but then yeah I haven't worn them jeans for about a month and I'm like oh blimey they're too big now and I need to get a new pair I think I need to go to the gym because I'm like the, you know the lady <laughs> on the special k advert where she's jumping up and down trying to get in her jeans <laughs> <laughs> I do that like maneuver every morning <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. I suppose it must make you feel like you're achieving because even if you're actually lifting that extra weight or running that extra half mile or whatever it is you're doing on the treadmill or do you feel yeah. like you've got lots of little achievements to sort of keep boosting you up yeah exactly so I compete with myself so if I do 20 minutes on the Stairmaster the next day I want to do 21 minutes so I'll just do something different the next day to try and beat myself from the day before 
if people haven't been to the gym before, like it can be quite daunting where what to do with all the equipment, what to do with everything, you know? Yeah. So I'd love to get a personal trainer and that's one thing I want to do. But I kind of just went in and the first thing I was doing was cardio, 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 cardio. And mm-hmm. I loved it. I love the sweat dripping on my face. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. I love that. And and now I hardly do it because I, whilst doing the cardio, I was watching what everyone else was doing. Then they was lifting the weights and I kind of just learned from them. I've got yeah. an app now that I follow and they show you how to do it and stuff like that. So I'm just self-taught really, but I do need to get a PT. That's my next thing. Yeah, I think that would be quite fun because I've seen yeah. them when I used to go to the gym. They used to give you advice on like how to... I don't know get the most out of the equipment like what to help you um make sure you're eating well around around going to the gym because obviously I'm always a bit conscious of that because obviously coming from a dance background it's quite easy to think oh this is you know this is going really well one way but you're actually perhaps not getting what you need to sort of keep you going as such like I know it's really important to have like your all-round meals when you're exercising I, I was having started to get a bad relationship with food at one point I'd say probably about November time because I started getting more into the diet I learned that I didn't want to have a bad relationship with food because I was you know I was at that point where I was like no I can't have this I can't have that calorie counting and now I'm like do you know what if I want that chocolate bar I'm gonna have that chocolate bar yeah hell Um, yeah and I think that's really important for people to to still realize that it's not it's not as serious that that one chocolate bar isn't going to make you put on loads of weight and mm. you're more than allowed a treat you know yeah, so of course. that's you want a treat to... after that sort of a workout. yeah yeah I just I I'm so glad that I haven't let it control my whole life that's it it's like it's yeah. nice that you've got it as like something that you can do like I presume after work or before work what do you after work yeah you're not really early kind of person uh, no, I mean, I start work early anyway, and I live about 45 minutes away from my work. So, uh, okay, yeah. I start, I have to get to work at about half seven. So, I leave the house about quarter to seven, seven o'clock. Blimey, cool, you are yeah. an early riser. Yeah, so then <laughs> I've got to obviously walk the dogs before that as well. So, there's no way I'm going to the gym at 5 a.m. No way. No way. No. <laughs> I well, some bed. people do, but not me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Outside of going to the gym, I know that you are absolutely mad on your legatos and you've been yes. competing with them and you've been handling them. And can you explain a bit about what attracted you to the legato? So um, it's actually quite funny. So a few years ago, Orca, who just won Best in Show at Crafts last year, she was in the group and I was watching, I was at Crafts, but I was watching the group from the hotel room that we were staying in and mm-hmm. I looked up and it was it was the gun dog group and yeah this the most beautiful I can't even explain it I just I my eyes lit up you know like the emoji with the love yeah. hearts that was me and Orca was <laughs> running around the ring and I was like what the hell is that I need that dog in my life unreal yeah. I just it just fell in love it was just instant love and then from then I was like I really 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 want to groom one and then I got a phone call from Zeb um you'll probably know Zeb yeah. from the competition ring 
yeah. his owners rung me they had two and I was like oh my god I'm buzzing I really can't wait stuff like that and then I said to his owner I don't know anything but I'm really 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 interested uh, so I'm more than happy to groom Zeb for free if you let me have full reign on his haircuts wow so okay. learning teaching myself I just I just wanted to learn I was yeah. just so interested and intrigued by the breed and it just went from there and then I got in touch with Zeb's breeder mm -hmm. um, from Sophia. Yeah, and then I got my little man from the same breeder. What are they like to actually spend time with? Because obviously you're living with one now. What sort of character that do they have? <laughs> they are. <laughs> you have to live with one to understand. He is the neediest little sod ever that I've never ever known in my life. He's in your face. He wants you all the time, but he is my bestest friend. They're nothing like I've ever known before, this breed. Real companion are, sort of dogs. But they're more for one person than family, I would say. He is all for me and he has been from day one. He knew straight away that I was his mum. Yeah, he he makes me laugh every single day. He does something and he just, he lights up the room. He just makes you happy straight away. He's just it's such a, he lifts your spirit. I can't explain it. He's like my counsellor. <laughs> Just you sound like you've yeah. got like an amazing bond so I can see your yeah, face we... like you're just lighting up with this great big smile <laughs> your broody face on with you, you I know. know I love him so much he's Aww. such a little sword and he, he he winds me up on the daily <laughs> but I love him <laughs> no, I don't mind a naughty dog as long as they're a bit mischievous he's Stops just got getting so much... boring yeah oh he's not a boring dog he's got so much character he really does and so, like, what do you think are, like, the biggest challenges you've had when learning about the breed, like, to do the haircut? So, I would say it, I always struggled with the rustic look, especially in the grooming competitions. I really, really went on a journey with this breed. I struggled in the sense of I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know who right. to ask. You know, show people they're not normally groomers and the breed are meant to be rustic. And making a dog look like it's had a really, really good haircut five days ago, you know. Right. So it's yeah. I'm trying. I was always trying to learn to get a good balance of that, and and I, that's what I really, really struggled with. Did you find then, obviously, if people don't know about the breed so well, did you find like it was a bit tricky introducing it to the competition ring when you started competing? Yeah, so it's quite funny, actually. When I first started, I'm a very anxious person anyway, and I think everyone's watching me all the time. That is just me. And when I first started taking Zeb to the competitions, and I, I used to groom him, and I used to make him look all perfect, and then I used to get my spray bottle out and wet the coat all down, and he's soaking wet, and people used to stare at me thinking, what the hell is she doing? Um, <laughs> and like they they just look at me like, what? And then afterwards, they quite often ask me, like, why I did that and, you know, what breed is he, stuff like that. And it was really, really nice that people was actually interested and I yeah. was able to educate people. Um, but I'm learning myself, you know, still am. But back then, especially, I didn't I didn't really have a clue of what I was talking about. But I kind of, it's just things that I picked just up. Just passing on the snippets that you've picked up here and there sort of thing. Yeah, yeah but it was nice because well, the breed needs a lot. They deserve a lot more recognition. Because yeah. they are special, and I know I know they can be a pain and and stuff, but they it, coat wise a pain, especially when we get pet trims come in, and they usually are matted. But I just it, I think with the right education with the owners between the owner and groomer, you can get some cracking grooms. It's just yeah. it, you need a lot of patience, I think, with with their coats. 
Yeah, are they quite hard ones to maintain then? Are they yeah similar to any it, other type of breed or are they kind of a, a coat of their own? well do you know what it's really strange because before I had pucker I I was like oh how can a dog get matted in a week and now I'm like oh, I know how like he I can bath him <laughs> I can bath him the day before and the next day he's got mats all over him I was thinking how but you have to be careful because you don't want to overbrush them which I've I've learned along the way especially with him he's got show coat and I don't want to ruin that so I tend to just every week put a, a dryer on him um brush out the knots where the knots are and then rewash him and let him air dry so yeah the curl come back straight away and then yeah once a month I do a big brush full through trim yeah yeah and then wet him down again and then he goes all curly <laughs> brilliant and do you get people like the general public come up to you asking if he is a like what is he crossed with or what is he or anything like that Yeah, I get obviously cockapoo a lot, but the mm-hmm most I get is poodle actually, and I think that oh is okay because he is a lot more curlier than the average cockapoo. When when the people walk into the salon and he's on the table, they they do ask what breed he is because they don't they know he looks like a cockapoo type, but he's also when you put him next to a cockapoo, they look so different. They Yeah. really Really different. do. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a few cavapoo and cockapoo friends. So when we're out with them, we don't tend to get asked if he's a cockapoo then. But some people do say, oh, what what is he? Because they can't Yeah. work out that he isn't. They can work out that he isn't a cockapoo, but they can't work out what he is. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice that you're getting them out and sort of educating the public about it as well, because Yeah. like you say, they're a beautiful breed. And I've got one on my books, which I think I've shown you a picture of before, but I mean, she is pretty much clipped down short. She lives on a farm. She's got acres of land to run about on and they're, you know, owners of farmers, busy people. So it's easier to have her short. But prior to that, in the last nine and a half years, nearly 10 years, that's the only one I've ever had my hands on in the salon. They're not, they're not popular. Yeah. It's nice to see them appearing in the ring and the groomers especially learning about them because, yeah, we want more people to have them. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you know? Since I've gotten into the logottos, I've got a booking system, and it tells you how many, like, what your most popular breeds are. And Yeah. my second most popular breed now in this that comes into my salon is logottos, which is Wow. really, really, yeah. Um, and my, and that's most people's answer. They go, wow, really. Um, Yeah, my first so one's obviously that's, the cockapoos, and then yeah. yeah, my, my logottos. I I have Oh, usually one every day now. that's why none of the rest of us <laughs> have any, because you've got no, them all. <laughs> I agree with all. <laughs> <laughs> I know you actually grew up around Akitas, and you're used to prepping them for the show ring, and you're used to living with them and being with them. So can you give us any tips on, like, being really thorough with our grooms with them, like saving time or products? What What do you do with your Akitas when you're... You're prepping them Okay, out. um, so for the salon, obviously it's a little bit different for the show ring, um, but for the salon, um, I tend to, I use Wow Grooming Glide Shampoo. Um, Okay. it's amazing. Um, with that, I then get the slicker brush and I brush them whilst the shampoo's in the bath, uh, Mm hmm on them in the bath. Um, it just kind of loosens all that hair up. gets the shampoo you know when sometimes you're washing a, a double coated braid and you think that shampoo hasn't even reached the skin yet you know so getting that brush through really gets the shampoo to the skin and at the same time it gets the dead hair out that's not going to be blasting around your salon 
so it's That's kind of a, a bit tip. it helps yeah it helps both ways so slick a brush in the bath with the shampoo uh gets gets it all all out and stuff like that and then i do use um well grooming fast dry spray as well it's amazing especially on yeah because they look quite heavy coats haven't they yeah if you know when a, a double coated breed doesn't like their ear like their head or their front legs being touched like mm -hmm. a german shepherd or something bit of fast dry spray and it does it, it really does make all the difference oh brilliant no they're great tips that's i'm really glad you said that actually because mm -hmm. i do that with uh newfoundland that i do and i do, do border collies that are like you know really heavy farm coated yeah. border collies and i do the same with him with a slicker brush whack a bit of shampoo through it and um yeah, yeah i'm glad you said that because oh at least I know I'm doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good tip. I learned it when I was, I think I was 14 and I first yeah. started getting into grooming my mum's dogs for the show ring and we needed yeah. to turn the coats around quick enough. So we need to get all that dead hair out. So just get it all out in the bath and yeah. less. Yeah, saves tidying less... up at the end, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly that, yeah. <laughs> More for it. Long gone are the days where I'm pulling it up off of the beams. <laughs> <laughs> so um going to our last questions what do you look forward to this year within the industry every year i look forward to competitions okay. i i love them it's my time i get to spend with my closest friends i i don't this sounds really sad i don't have many friends but i do because they just live far away from me yeah. and I just feel like it's a big social meeting that you get to catch up with people that share all your interests. Mm. And I've made such great friends out of this industry purely from the grooming competitions. So yeah. every year, I'd say that's what I look forward to every year. I just look forward to the next one and the next one and the next one. It's just my yeah, and thing. You've actually competed with quite a lot. of. I was thinking the other day back on what breeds I've seen you compete with. You've competed mm. with loads of breeds. I've seen you with... <laughs> Bichons, I've seen you with Bichon crosses, I've seen you with doodles, I've seen you with poodles, I've seen you yeah. with gottos. It's yeah. like bloody hell. <laughs> so you seem to really like a new challenge and just keeping things yeah. fresh. Like with legottos, obviously you've had loads to learn about, but you keep changing it up or you've been changing it up a lot over the time and it's it's really nice yeah. to see because you're still really enthusiastic, aren't you? Yeah, I just feel like I with the logottos it's that I've got one thing I want to achieve with them and mm -hmm. once I've achieved that I'll be happy um and I feel like I'm I'm really serious about that one and I, I won't stop until I uh, I am fully happy with what I've achieved yeah. um with the other breeds I, I just like to keep my brain going and I like to just dabble in in doing different breeds because yeah. I don't want to be known as the girl that does the legatos all the time. Yeah, you want um, to be an all-rounder as well. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not hand-stripping. I don't know if I can sit there and hand-strip a dog. Um, no, it's not so for everyone's singing. taste, is it? No, it, it, I, I think it's amazing. It's amazing. And I hats off to anyone that can. But when I was hand-stripping a dog the other day, I thought, no, I don't think I could do that for fun. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, it, it's the scissoring part that I I absolutely adore. I just feel like it's a really, really, really cool skill to learn. Yeah. And if I've got a dog that's got, you know, like turned out 10 to 2 feet, if I can mm -hmm. make them look straight, I think that's really cool. Yeah, so no, I do. It's, yeah, it's, that's... it's a bit of an arty thing as well. I just like 
that's what I like, I think. Yeah. And the other thing I kind of like that I kind of laugh at is when customers go from a longer trim to wanting them shorter and they say, What's happened to his legs? No, 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 no. <laughs> they always look like that. <laughs> yeah, there was like that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and so looking back to last year, what was you most proud of last year? Wow. Uh last year was the absolute I'm speechless even thinking about it. It was the year that I went up into Pure Breeds as a champ class, okay. which I never thought I'd achieve. I never, ever, ever thought I'd achieve a champion class. That's how I started the year. And then halfway through the year, I was nominated for Groomer of the Year, which to me was, I've, I never thought I'd get it. It's crazy. To get a nomination was surreal. But I'd say I'm finishing top of the leaderboard for Pure Breeds Scissor division yeah. is it tops it it's a massive achievement I never thought I'd even get on the leaderboard Carla honestly it, but to, yeah it's just it's just hard work passion <laughs> and just keep oh, going yeah. and going like the stamina of it isn't it I think just keep yeah. getting, I know I won't get and... <laughs> no you work bloody hard good luck to you yeah I always, I always <laughs> like to watch you groom and see what you're up to and how you're getting Thank on you. so no good luck to you are you going to the grooming competition this weekend I am. The plan was to go, but last minute, me and Gary have got some emergency wedding plans to go and take care of. We've got two days off, one day after the other. We're not getting married locally, so we need to zip off and go to to the venue and do a few bits and bobs. Also, the dog that I usually work with, he got castrated in October, so he's still got a big old chunk out of his front leg. I hoped it would be back by now, but no, it's not. It's kind of a a figure of eight in the front leg, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. I'll be back in the summer, definitely back in the summer. So, can you think of a time that you could say that you've learned from a mistake either in the salon or in the industry so I would say when I first started out my business I started my prices way too low even though I knew they should have been higher I I don't know why I did I just felt like I needed to to get the customers mm-hmm. and now I struggle putting my prices up or my customers struggle to understand why there's been such a high jump Um, Mm. but they don't understand that they was getting a cheap groom for you know seven years before yeah I'd say that was my mistake that I've learned and I and anyone starting out now all the girls that have come to the shop I've always said to them please just don't start your prices too low because no I feel like we all need to unite as a industry, like as an industry, and get together. And... Yeah, it's a shame we can't just say right. All lazers need to be forty quid. You yeah. can't price it. You just can't do it. It's illegal. And I think yeah. that kind of is a shame, but it's also the beauty of grooming because I think the breeds that I don't enjoy as much, I put the price up a bit, and the breeds that I really like doing, <laughs> I have a set price, and I'm happy with that, and that's going to earn me my pennies. Yeah. But you know, whatever. But if someone rings up with something I don't want to do. I'll think of a price. <laughs> yeah, and if, if they come, then you're earning more than what you was exactly. going to anyway, you know? Yeah. That's so. it. And I, I, yeah. I know that people like builders and people do that all the time, don't they? If they don't want to do something, it's going to be a pain in the butt, then they're going to add a bit more on and, you know, makes it worthwhile exactly. then. But, but yeah, no, I think that's something that a lot of people think, oh, back at the start, I should have done that. So to- mm. totally get that answer. Um, and what do you think, actually affects the mental health of us groomers in the industry or in the salon i would say being burnt out overworking ourselves not having enough time for ourselves you know we work 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 come home and then we're answering messages or posting Mm -hmm. stuff on our socials for more customers and 
I just think we don't ever like just do stuff for us yeah. you know I feel like we just constantly because because dogs aren't just our job it's our passion I feel like it kind of takes over from your life and I think overworking because you think mm. oh yeah I'll do another dog or I'll squeeze that one in and then before yeah. you know it you're working for your lunch and you're not having a break and you know we it's important to yeah have it's kind of like what we said about the gym that it's important to put back you know the goodness that you need to use up when you're at work because you need that energy boost for the afternoon otherwise you're gonna crash aren't you you know yeah. you get to four half four your belly's hungry you're getting a headache you're feeling like you might get the shakes you know yeah and then when you do get home yeah when you do get home you you just stuff your face with loads of crap food that's no good for you yeah fall asleep on the sofa (laughs) (laughs) drag yourself upstairs at like one in the morning and then think oh i wish i hadn't done that last night when you get up yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah i think we've all been there (laughs) yeah we have what would you like to actually see change in our industry pricing being undervalued yeah. as a as a industry I was getting my nails done earlier and the lady asked me about because I got paw prints on my nails and okay. she said oh why have you got paw prints blah 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 and I was just explaining to her I was a dog groomer and she asked what I would charge and like for her dog and I said a price and she said oh well that's a lot of money for an hour's work and I said well actually it's not <laughs> because it's not just an hour's work you know you've got the shampoo your time your staff your bills your water your electricity I said there's so much that goes into it you know not only that but my skill and all the money I've paid to be able to do that job in an hour it's not you're not Mm. paying for my my skill so I don't no I don't I don't just cut dogs hair you know that's not that's not what it is and I think that's such a common misunderstanding from the general public isn't it besides the fact cheeky bloody woman sitting there <laughs> paying her god knows what for your nails how should that cost do you know what exactly, I mean exactly yeah so how do you um de-stress and unwind from work like outside of the gym to actually relax I mm. like to walk the dogs Dora can't be walked as much anymore which makes me sad but yeah Jamie and Pucker Pucker especially, he has to go on an off-lead walk every single day. So we like to go over to the field. We rent a field or we'll go to the woods or we've got the beach on the doorstep. So we're quite often Yeah, it's quite nice to just have that one-on-one time with the dogs after work because I can't, although they're with me every day at work, I can't give them all my time and attention. Yeah, and just there. seeing new places, getting out in nature. Yeah, getting a bit exploring. Yeah. yeah, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, Dora the Explorer, even though she can't explore anymore, bless no. her. <laughs> so are you someone who struggles to sleep? And if you are, what do you do? So I used to, um, before I started the gym, actually, funnily enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I go at eight o'clock at night, I don't get home until like 10. Then I've by the time I've had a shower... Um, I'm tired. I'm not yeah. good. Um, <laughs> so I, I do tend to sleep quite well, but I do like to use like lavender bubble bath or lavender soap, like body wash, because I feel like lavender calms me. It really yeah. does just fill me out. Um, so I quite often just think that the bar, the bath before bed, or yeah. the gym session helps a lot. Oh, well, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you today, Georgia. I'm so you glad too. you came on. <laughs> Thank oh. you for having me. 
Oh, no, it's been lovely. So, yeah, good luck at the grooming show. By the time this goes out, you would have been there and come home already. But, yeah, good luck <laughs> yeah. to the grooming show. And, yeah, I say, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, bye. Bye. What a nice chat. Georgia is so honest and down to earth. I absolutely loved hearing about her interests and her opinions on the industry. As I said last week, it's so good to have something just to escape to. I know it's still grooming related, but doing this podcast, for me, is another project that just gets my head out of everything else. And talking of podcasts, next week I asked the brilliant Tanya Salas to come back and speak with us again. Tanya and I are always sending podcast recommendations to each other to help us through the day. So next week, we will be talking about some of our favourite podcasts and why we are so obsessed with listening to podcasts in the salon. I will also, next week, be releasing my very first bonus episode. But I will fill you in on what that's all about next week. Before I go, I just wanted to mention that Crufts tickets are now on sale. It's a chance for you to get looking up what breeds are on what day and buying your tickets. There's so much to see there. You'll learn so much by watching the shows and all the traders will be there for you to go and speak to and find out about new products and get your hands on things before you buy them. Georgia and Nancy will be on the wow stand and in the show notes, I will put what days they'll be there. We've got so many new listeners in the last couple of weeks and I want to thank you so much for checking in and sticking with us and listening to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. So to new and old listeners, thank you so much. Please follow Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast on Facebook, because the inspiration for my podcast and the ideas and the listeners' comments all come from that page. Also, give us a follow and a rating on your chosen platform, because that really helps people find the podcast. But for now, have an awesome week. Cheerio. Cheerio.